If you've ever taken a trip to Scotland and your spouse doesn't bah at every sheep she sees in the highlands, you're not having as much fun as she did. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Strive, Seek, Find. I'm Chance Whitmore. I have to confess, I like whiskey. Whether it's single malt, Irish, bourbon, or rye, I enjoy it. So it's a treat today, and to celebrate the impending new year, Amy and I thought we would do a tasting of three very different Scotch whiskeys and share the experience with you. Tonight I'm joined by my wife, Amy, for that Scotch tasting. Welcome to Strive, Seek, Find, Amy. Thank you, hon. So first, I think it's important to note that you didn't always like whiskey. In fact, we had to teach ourselves to like it. True. I used to be a beer drinker, almost exclusively. First, uh, I think it's important to note that our desire to, Scot- to visit Scotland was what started this journey. If you remember, we originally discussed Scotland as a honeymoon destination. And knowing almost nothing about it, tried to plan so we would fly into Inverness just so we could go no place but the Highlands. So, since we didn't get that accomplished, we thought it'd make a great destination for our 10th anniversary. And that wasn't going to happen. So each time life and kids and job changes and house changes got in the way. So finally, as a part of our vision process, you know, the whole vision board idea, we decided we needed to have an appreciation for scotch before we went. Well, and that was a journey in and of itself. Not knowing where to start, we started with the, with the one-ounce testers from the liquor store. And as you know, only the highest quality material gets put in one-ounce testers at an Idaho liquor store. <laughs> I remember we tasted Macallan and Bamore. Does that sound right? Sounds right. So, and, and we didn't necessarily like Macallan. And actually, we still have one of those one-ounce bottles that we occasionally trade between houses to avoid actually drinking it. Even though we've tried McAllen again and really enjoyed it, the game is afoot. (laughs) So, like true educators, we researched and discovered that Scotch was regional and that each region was known for their spin on Scotch. And ultimately, that there was a method... A ritual, as it were, for tasting scotch. Actually, what I remember best is we stumbled upon our first really enjoyable scotch experience when my brother-in-law had a bottle he didn't like, gave it to us. It was Dalmore 12, and it's now become old reliable at our house. There is always a bottle of Dalmore 12 someplace in the house. Well, someplace being the liquor cabinet. So let's share what we have learned about how to drink scotch. First, slowly. Scotch is all about the pause. I remember it was football season when we, when we first figured this out. We could make a single glass or two of scotch last all night. There's no rush, no pressure. You sip and pause. And because you have something in your glass, the host feels no pressure to get you another or fill you up. Because scotch is not about quantity, it's about quality. Second, 
the swirl. They say you taste with your nose and eyes first. So you give your glass a swirl and then you breathe in the vapors and you do this three times. You go slow and you notice that you smell different things each time. Enjoy the amber liquid as you pause in between. This actually helps prepare your palate for the actual tasting. And having the right glass is an important part of that. So we are drinking out of scotch, what I call scotch glasses, and I have forgotten the name of exactly what type, type they are. It's probably etched in the bottom. I think it's Glencairn. I think that's what it says on the bottom as I take a sip of my first one when I'm a little early here. <laughs> yes, I think it does say Glencairn. All right. Then, dun-dun-dun-dun, the sip. Take a small sip and then open your mouth so that the essence evaporates from your tongue. Notice the flavors that develop there and pause. And then take another sip and savor the liquid on your tongue before swallowing. And I don't do this. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll admit it. I just like the flavor. Go, yep, that's good flavor. And drink. <laughs> okay, and he definitely doesn't do this last one. Number four, the pairings. Scotch actually goes really well with pecans, cinnamon-dusted pears, pecan pie, and oatmeal cookies. Actually, what scotch goes really good with is friends and fire. <laughs> so, beyond that, I don't care. Okay. So we learned all this before we went to Scotland and discovered an even more awesome feature of scotch. Scotch is a product of its location. Laphroaig smells like the Laphroaig distillery. The open air malting room floor, the iodine from the ocean cove, the peat fires drying the barley. Even now when we open a bottle of Laphroaig, it takes us back to that distillery on the beach with peat smoke permeating the sea breeze. More than any other spirit I've ever tried, Scotch whiskey is experiential. When I open a bottle of Dalmore, I'm sitting on the back patio at my old house with a buddy of mine solving the world's problems. When I have a sip of Talisker Storm, I'm sitting in that distillery, the Lafroic distillery. We've been fortunate. We have some great memories associated with Scotch. So tonight, we're going to be taking sips of three different single malt Scotch whiskeys, share not only tasting notes, but also what memories they evoke. Uh, those whiskeys tonight are going to be Jura Journey, Glenmorangie 14, and the Cold Ela 12. We're going to start with Jura Journey. And I want to put a disclaimer on this one. This is a blend. The lack of the age statement is something I don't personally love. It is probably a get off my lawn thing for me, trying to be a little bit of a purist. And it's a sign of how popular single malt is worldwide right now. That being said, <laughs> you went straight for the sip. Don't I always? <laughs> I, however, <laughs> I'm doing my sniff. <laughs> 
it's funny that you should um, note that it's there's no year attached to it because now that I think about it, one of my favorite juras is Jurexone that you can only get over in Scotland. They don't ship it out of the out of the country, and it's also did not have a year attached to it. Now that I think back on it. So what are you smelling? Honey. I can smell a little spice, but it's a very soft, soft nose on this one. Yeah, I get a, I get a honey, brown sugar. No, just it's a, probably why I like this one. Because it, it, it feeds into my sweet tooth. <laughs> just a touch of iodine, but just it's very, very subtle. Yeah, I can smell the iodine. And it is a smooth taster. This is not campfire in your mouth, which is an enjoyable experience in and of itself. Yeah, I don't get any any peat from this one. I um I do get the iodine from the from the ocean. I get that. What does it evoke for you? What is does this bring one bring up any memory, or is it new enough that not really? Um, I. Jura is kind of the one that got away. Um, Jura is located on an island that hits the only distillery on it. So we didn't go to that island, but we were on Isla and you could look across the bay at the Jura distillery. I remember it's the one that got away. <laughs> That's good. Well, let's just see what they said about it. And on the box here, so to speak. How does the distillery describe Journey? A refined balance of rich fruit and gentle smoky notes. Amber in color with aromas of vanilla spice, citrus, and a hint of sea spray. Followed by cinnamon pears, pecan, toffee fudge in the aftertaste. And it's finished in American white oak bourbon barrels. Well. I got the vanilla. I didn't until you said it though. I didn't get the toffee or the aftertaste much. It's just, it's oh, a very subtle. But it would really taste good with those things. <laughs> so our second whiskey tonight is the Glenmorangie, the Quinta Ruben 14, finished in pork cask. And this is a distillery we did visit while we were in Scotland. Slunch fun. Oh, wow. I get a, a very um, floral. And kind of vanilla-y to it. You can definitely taste the, the wood, the pork cast in this one, in the, in the finish. Just the, the, the way it finishes back the throat. It's really pretty. It's got a, a kind of a rosy... Um, well, it's probably from the port cask um it's more pink than a lot of the scotch you come across we should pour it in somebody's wine glass and see if they think they're getting a rosé that would not be nice <laughs> there's a little more iodine to this one and a little little more of the the, the, the alcohol burn i agree that one, that one burned the back of my tongue more. Um, 
but it's a lot more sweet at the forefront. It's a lot more sweet when when you first make contact with it. Um, it has a more front-forward sweetness to it. And I'm trying to put my finger on what it is that I'm... You want me is to... It hun- no, it's more, not honey. It's something sweeter than that. But I don't... Should I go to what's what they say on the box just to see if I can help you figure it out? Oh, wait. Let me, let me... What? Swirl again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this would be really good with, with cinnamon pears. But I can't tell what it is. I can't tell what it is I'm smelling there. And I will again say it will be really good on a campfire. Yes, it would. It's However, actually been drank at a campfire a few times. Yes. But it, you're right. It doesn't... I don't get any smoke from this one. Still not. That This is another one that is... Uh, peat and i know we're not discovering excuse me discussing whether these are islas or highlands but it's not important to this particular tasting this reminds me of a sherry cask is port and are they somewhat related are we are we at all no no okay i'm off But that's what it reminds me of, is some of some of the scotch that we've tried that has had a sherry back, backdrop to it. Do you? Uh, what does it make you think of? It was really sunny the day we visited the distillery. And so all I can picture is the uh, green lawn of the distillery and the buildings, that line buildings around it. Um, it was a gorgeous distillery. And my memories are a little more direct on this one. We went to nine distilleries that were open, I think, Mm -hmm. and stopped at several more that were closed down because we traveled in before high season. And this is the only one out of all of them that I had felt I had no business being at. My wallet was not full enough to even walk on the grounds. And it was fancy. It was fancy. And I walked into the tasting room and kind of wanted to back out because I knew I was in a high dollar spot and I was not a high roller. Um, it, <laughs> we felt like we were trespassing a little bit. <laughs> so it was obviously meant for someone who rolls with a little more dough than your average group of educators on vacation. Uh, tasting notes from the box. <clears throat> this whiskey offers... A nose of rose-scented Turkish Delight. This is only the second time I've seen Turkish Delight mentioned that I can remember in my life. The first time meaning the book The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Edmund was feasting on it while the White Witch drove him around. I wonder if that's what I'm tasting. Could be. (laughs) I don't know. I haven't had Turkish Delight. (laughs) Honeysuckle, tangerines, and dark chocolate. A soft, velvety texture leads to tastes of berries and nutmeg. I think that's the finish that I'm getting. Entwined with mint chocolate and settled orange. Mint chocolate? Yes. Oh, then I a did bold, get the orange. deep finish. Uh, the port cast finish enjoyed across the world. Aged in bourbon barrels and finished in port casts. Oh, the bourbon barrels might be why we have a have that more burn at the back, you think? No? It's a flavor. No. no. Okay. Could be, though. The last bottle is Colila 12. Oh, and when I found this bottle, I got excited because I hadn't seen it in a while. So, let's go ahead and pour it. This is another one of the distilleries we visited. 
And this is one we may have tried beforehand, but I seem to remember discovering it kind of, kind of at random. But Slantiva. Oh my gosh. The smell on this one? You, the iodine's right there. Oh man. So Kalila is one of those that they that peat is very forward in it and the iodine is really heavy. And for some reason it reminds me of my grandpa in it. I remember I, I associate this one, even though he did not drink scotch, but there was a smell of leather mm-hmm. around leather. him. That I think that that's what I associate with. Oh, I just want to, I just, I just like breathing it. It smells so good. <laughs> it's more like a cologne than a, <laughs> than a drink. As I call it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not a cologne. I mean... I've known people who are willing to drink cologne, but, you know, they had other problems. But, oh, it does have a wonderful nose to it. Oh, and it is buttery. It is buttery and leathery, and it has that iodine taste. I can, I'm standing on the beach at the Kalila Distillery and looking out across at Jura, but... But this is so Kalila. This is every Kalila I've ever had has this leathery, smoky, iodine. It's it's a unique profile. And it's a small distillery. And what do you remember about the visit there? I remember that we were in a hurry to get to the ferry. It was our last stop before we had to catch the ferry. So we didn't get to stay very long. That's what I remember. And admittedly, it was the driver's fault because I was learning to drive on what to me was the wrong side of the road unexpectedly. (laughs) And I was panicked about everything car related consequently. So we could have probably spent another 30 minutes there before we went to the the launch. But But we we, didn't want to miss it. If we missed it, we were stuck on Isla overnight and we didn't want that. So it was a quick experience. But a telling one because we caught we we got on the uh, ferry back to um, we were, Kirk Carton. Is that where we were coming from? Perhaps. And I just remember we were staying in Tarbert that night. Mm-hmm. We still had this very much freshly on our lips when we got on the back on the ferry. I could sip on this one for a long time. I think we will be. Um, you ready for the box notes on what they had to say about it? Oh, hang on. I was going to... Let's see. What else do I get? Um, this one's really bold in flavor. It would be... It would be really good with a crispy oatmeal cookie. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and my pairing, once again... It would be really good with a campfire with some friends. (laughs) So box notes. I got to give them credits. This is a unique box note. These guys actually hired a poet. Each expression of Kolila reflects a special quality of light at this remote Isla distillery where sublime malt whiskeys have been made for over 160 years. Together, they picture a day in its secret cove on the sound of Isla. The smoothness 
and fine balance of Colila 12 suggests the rounded shapes of the stills softly outlined in the cloudy day's first glimpse of the sun. Fresh and fruity, the classic expression of Colila character. First seen in 1846. Here are those spicy Sierra aromas, sweet, smoky, dry flavors, elegantly expressed with clarity and balance that comes from the perfect maturation. So, honey, which is the one of these that you would be most likely to drink again, other than all of them? <laughs> I certainly don't object to any of them, and Jura is usually the one I reach for, but um, I could go on drinking this Kalila all night. This is fantastic. Kalila is a favorite of mine. Not the favorite, but a, a strong favorite of mine. Uh, and I like the Glenmorangie. I'm less fond of the Jira, but all of them are worth a drink at least. Worth a dram. So uh, do I have to talk you into coming back and doing this again another time sometime this year? Oh, this would be fun. <laughs> thank you for having me. All right. So thank you guys for listening. That's it for this bonus edition of Strive, Seek, Find. I'm going to be honest. I'm looking to try new things. So I'm looking for some feedback on this one. I'm looking for suggestions on this one. Please shoot them to me on the Facebook page or at ChadSweatMore5 on Twitter. In the meantime, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a happy new year.